You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hook 'em up with he and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. Oh, you hate to see it, Rod. Uh, Rod. Hate to see it. Here's a video I'm watching right now of uh, Colorado quarterback Shadur Sanders, Rolls Royce, getting the boot. Ah, uh, yeah. By Colorado hey, parking got, police. You got the bread to pay it. <laughs> got the bread. Hey, nobody loves nil more than the parking uh, right officials and the right the parking services at every uni- major university across the country. Like, oh, all these Ferraris and Lamborghinis Boot and uh, <laughs> these Cadillacs. Oh, this is great. I know they can't afford these tickets. Boot them up, ticket them up. Oh, they're making more money than ever. Ever. I'd like to see the books, the financials oh. on how much money UT parking police make. Somebody told me that parking and transportation at UT, it's 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 an absurd number. We're talking millions of dollars from parking and transportation. Remember, first of all, you got the parking garages, all right? And then now you got the parking passes, and you can't park anywhere for free on campus at West Campus anymore. you got to have a parking pass. And then there's the ticketing for people who violate that, right? And then there's the people who buy into, like, the for the weekend so they can go to games and stuff like that. Oh, man, it's a uh, – well, I, I can tell an, you, it's an industry in itself. We went to uh, <laughs> this this back in August. We went to the Austin Gamblers bull riding mm-hmm. event on Sunday. Oh yeah, we went uh, Sunday afternoon. Great time. And so we parked in the garage. I paid the thirty bucks and parked in the garage. Yeah, JJ, I had free tickets, so that was nice. And didn't oh, have to deal deal with that. Clutch. Got to hang out in the owner week. So you know, I didn't mind a little thirty dollar parking pass. Sweet life. Sweet life. And so. But then, as you're walking up, you know all the, the the everyone decided they wanted to park on that the, the road leading up to the football stadium. Yeah, um, that you know, uh-huh. took past well, the, the check or the check-in thing. Yeah. I was like, it was a Sunday afternoon. No one's gonna. We came out and every car oh, was ticketed. <laughs> every single one. That, they just blanketed those cars. <laughs> you wonder if, it is, if it's a team or if it's one or two people. Like, what? How'd you do that? Like, no, man. Oh, uh, it must have been uh, 200 tickets. Oh, that's amazing. And think about it. I mean, I'm telling you, I would, somebody told me it was, it was easily millions. I, I would love with you. I would, I would love a random uh, <laughs> estimate as to what it is from somebody Let's who's get the in accounting. the accounting. Uh, it's probably three to Speaking of uh, money. Million of dollars or something and, crazy. And, and hate to see it. Did you see the story involving Lifetime Longhorn great Earl Thomas? Yeah, that's sad, man. That is sad. So, of course, Earl Thomas had some issues right at the end of his career. Yeah. And then he had the situation with his wife that got real ugly. Well, now he's got this issue because apparently his wife, -wife, ex-wife, started dating another guy, New Orleans man named Kevin Thompson, who who got into a relationship with his ex-wife, Nina. Mm. And he began – uh, he now faces charges of identity identity theft, yeah. forgery, money laundering, credit card fraud, computer fraud, and bank fraud to a tune of $1.9 million. Essentially, he somehow got a hold of an ID or an old ID of Earl Thomas and was able to get his new ID. So he assumed his identity That's and built the guy out of like uh, – or ran up a bill of almost $2 million. With the help of his 
ex-wife. Ex-wife, right? I yes. She was aiding in this uh, shady activities. He also used, used a forged driver's license that had his own photo and Thomas's information to make bogus bank accounts, transfer auto titles, including one for a Rolls-Royce Kulanon SUV, which yeah. he drove to the bank on the day he was arrested. Damn. Damn. That's bold. <laughs> and honestly, he, it, I don't think this guy would have been able to do it without wifey's help. Oh, yeah. She, you know, because I think she supplied a lot of the information that you would need to, sure. you know, yeah, to pass the, the, the smell test, if you will, if you were trying to impersonate or steal somebody's identity. So, yeah, she, that, that's your, and they got kids together? Why are you trying to steal stuff from, I mean, they got kids together. He thought he got to pay for the kids, that kind of stuff. I don't know. It got ugly between them. We know that. They did. Because he got uh, caught cheating, got caught in the act, that kind of stuff. Is his brother or something, too? Yeah, Uh, his brother. No, they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) They were engaging in some, uh, yeah, some extracurriculars. Team team effort. Yeah, man. (laughs) Bonding. They're bonding. They're bonding. They're brotherly bonding there, man. Okay, so uh, <laughs> we, we feel bad for Earl Thomas. Yeah, I do. I think he's uh, – he needs, he needs to get some – I think some help. Yeah, that's actually. the hope from a lot of yeah. Longhorns. Hopefully he will. he's getting help. He's one of the great all-time Longhorns, and um, he's a Hall, Hall of Fame caliber NFL player too uh, with his time with the Legion of Boom. Okay, Rod, so uh, that's there. Also, we had the the uh, the NFL game that lived up to its low billing last night. Uh, pretty dreadful, 16-13 Bears. Lifetime Longhorn Deontay Foreman did score the – what was the eventual game-winning touchdown in the third He's quarter? He's having a good year. Rushed for 80 yards. Year. Yeah. He looked good in Cowboys blue, I'm telling you. But uh, that's not going to happen. I would also say this, that uh, the Bears did themselves a favor by beating Carolina. Remember, they owned Carolina's draft pick in April wow. because of the trade. So now they, they helped Carolina get to 1-8. and eight. So their pick is, you know, they're 3-7, and seven, so that hurt them. But they also, they own the Panthers pick. So they're very likely to have two top three or top four picks in the draft in April, which is good. And Carolina may very well own, you know, not own the number one pick uh, because they traded it in the deal last year to go get, uh, to get Bryce Young. And he well, just doesn't and, look great right now. Well, and that's, I mean, the more and more this good. thing plays out, the, right. more and more, I mean, the more and more it looks like, you know, Nick Casario, the general manager in Houston, made one of the shrewdest and boldest moves, a couple of them, to be able to trade Deshaun Watson and get the loot that he got back, right, the, the, mm-hmm. the bounty of picks that he was able to secure from Cleveland to then – you know, obviously that projected into the C.J. Stroud pick. Uh, so you got rid of Deshaun Watson and the headache. You let someone else sign him to a guaranteed contract, and he still doesn't look like the same quarterback. And you used one of those draft picks to draft your future quarterback uh, in in C.J. Stroud. Meanwhile, the Carolina Panthers made a trade that they may regret. They're struggling. I'm not going to give up on Bryce Young as being a good quarterback, no, but right now they him. need some weapons for him. Yeah. But he looks like a lesser player in the NFL, lesser NFL-ready than C.J. Stroud, obviously. The scheme also, I don't know if it's helping him out either, but yeah. Uh, C.J.'s just got something, the it factor at a lot of levels. And everything you've talked about, his leadership, his his attention to detail, the way he doesn't make the same mistake twice. His, well, I played it earlier, his bond with Case Keenum. He's come in and understood that Case Keenum's an old – I know, 36-year-old veteran, and he's leaning on him for help. And, Checks all the boxes. Uh, so, yeah, special player. So, Houston comes out smelling like a rose. Chicago could end up smelling like a rose here, too, because they, you know, they could end up with this trade. they got to suffer through one more miserable season, but they could probably, at the end of this season, trade Justin Fields for something. One of those yeah, you get quarterback wrong. gurus will think I can yeah. fix him, right? Yeah, you won't be. You won't, you won't get, get a it, first round pick. Yeah, you won't get a first. Probably won't get a second. But yeah, you get something. In return Maybe a Trey him. Lance kind of deal, yep. like the Niners totally got agree. with the Cowboys. Yep. And so you're going to get a piece of capital for Justin Fields, and now you're, you know, yeah. potentially going to have the first and second or first and third. Yeah. I mean, Arizona and Carolina right now, it's a race to the bottom, Rod, to own that pick. 
um, which would be Caleb Williams or Drake May um, out of North Carolina. So uh, it, wow. that, that's what was important about that game last night. Yeah, no, you're right. About, no, you're right because uh, it makes the Bears a really attractive position. Yes, a really for a coach. attractive coach. Yeah, could that want to? I've said really attractive position for a coach who'd want to come there. Would they want to pluck someone from the college ranks? Harbaugh or Lincoln Riley, or whether in a lot of people talk about this Caleb Williams, uh, you know, situation, or at least the conspiracy theory that that could be a package deal in the works. Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams, if he's the number one overall pick, uh, so there's been a lot of talk about that. Or you know, you could see Chicago just kind of going with a uh, great offensive mind already in the NFL. People love Ben Johnson, the uh, offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. He's getting a lot of love. People like like Mike Mc, uh, McDonald, who's doing a really good job. Well, uh, and uh, in Chicago, you know that city, right? The city with broad shoulders. The I mean, it's a tough city. They love their – Jim Harbaugh would be perfect. Harbaugh right? would be perfect. Because I mean, even with the scandal – he played there. He's he's a as the the writer I always tell you from the San Jose Mercury News called him. He's a he's a fist with a mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just that's how his attitude is, and he doesn't care. That's Chicago. I mean, that's the city. That guy when he played there, so he would fit. He could be, and and he's proven. Mm-hmm. Like there's not going to be you, you may not like his his ways, and you know, call him a cheater. He's won everywhere. He's won everywhere he goes. Yep. Uh, to the highest level, of course, had the Niners in the Super Bowl, had Stanford to a power. Uh, Michigan's now to the top and uh, may play for a national championship this year. Hell, even had, what was he at, Sandy, San Diego? Where was he at before that? Yeah, San Diego University, San not Diego. even San Diego State. Yeah, yeah like, San Diego. Like, it was, yeah, I'm talking about scrub San Diego, and they, they became a winner. Yeah. He wins. He's going to win wherever he goes. Uh, that just, and if you're a Bears fan, that would be, you'd be jumping for joy in that spot. There's a, there's a report um, from Heather Dinich that the Big Ten is preparing a notice of disciplinary action against Michigan to have the – trip to Penn State. This, uh, she's saying we're hearing this morning it could be a three-game suspension, Ooh. which would be significant, and it could start this weekend. Well, the three games are Penn State, Maryland, at Maryland, then Ohio State. Yeah. Then, yeah. Get the well, lawyers ready. Yeah. That, that, I, 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 he may have taken one. I think if it was one, I think that may have been smart. Just eat it and take the L and move on. Three? Nah, ain't no way Jim Harwell's going to take three. I think, yeah. So you're right. He'll, they'll fight that. They'll fight that. They'll have some injunction. Well, what if it comes down from the conference like tomorrow afternoon and there's not time to go get an injunction? Oh, now that's brilliant. Well, I guess you would just miss one then. That'd yeah, be you'd miss Penn State. You, you definitely would miss that game. Because you wouldn't be able to get in yeah. front of a judge. I, mean, I don't know. You hey, lawyers out there can hey. tell me how tough it is to get in front of a yeah, judge. Yeah, true. Yeah, they might have a judge ready to go too now. It's Michigan football. Well, there's some Michigan <laughs> judges. Michigan judges out there like, hey, I'm on call. Y'all need something. Just hit me up any time of night. <laughs> You'd be like law and order. You woke the judge up in the middle of the night. Yeah, we need you, right, judge? We need to get this going. Apparently, uh, the Big Ten's trying to make a move on on Jim Harbaugh. Well, and maybe <laughs> his, uh, you know, this whole thing would would drive him back to the NFL. And you know, the, if you're Jim Harbaugh, if you you know pay your suspension in college, then they can't hold over into the NFL. That's uh, that's true. Uh, and the NFL know. could do it. We don't know if they will. They could. They have done it before. It's pre- they have set their precedent to to punish um, a basically someone who violated the NCAA rules who was making their way to the NFL, whether it, be a, it was a player in that situation. But, yes, it's present. But they, they may decide we don't, we don't care. Yeah, Three-game <laughs> suspension, that. according to Heather Dennis. We'll keep an eye on that. That could be breaking news as our show falls. Here it is Friday. If this thing comes down and there's not time to get to a judge. But how about this? You know, before we get to your rant, Rod, the, the Central Michigan situation where mm-hmm. the athletic director there is a life, was a former Longhorn. She used to be in front of the Longhorn Foundation. That's right, my man. Remember yeah. they said they're going to – this is three weeks ago now. We're going to you know, – how Connor Stallions ended up on our sidelines – that thing's gone quiet. Like, they haven't said a word. You wonder if the, the state of Michigan's like, hey, y'all, <laughs> shut up. This thing. <laughs> right. You're a state school. You're a state- <laughs> 
be good to the flagship. Fall in line. Fall in line behind the flagship. (laughs) Don't investigate too hard. That's a great point. You know what? Because you're right. That story went away. It was hot for a minute. And we're going to get to the bottom of this. And we heard nothing like (laughs) Jim McElwain. I ain't heard a word. And that's a great point, huh? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the investigation has to be wrapping up at this time or at least at the tail end of it. How long does that take? How'd this joker end up on our sidelines? Yeah, you would think. Yeah, yeah, yeah they He's know. He's got to go. I mean, you've you've been, you got to go know. through a checkpoint. Yeah, they know because they, they can compare the names to the lists and who's yes. got badges. And I've who's gotten got many a credential through yeah. to be a, a press know. boxer to the sidelines. They know, they know by now. Yeah, sure they do. Not. And it, it probably gone. was him. That's probably why you heard crickets now. Like, <laughs> dude, let's shut that up, all right? Because that's the truth. Nobody, want, nobody knows. Because basically the Big Ten now, it seems like they're going to they're gonna oppose Michigan in this thing. There was some people that thought originally you might see the Big Ten try to support Michigan and, against the NCAA. Well, they're, caught, they're in a but tight it's, spot. But it's because the coaches in, in the Big Ten, everybody except obviously Michigan and <laughs> Jim Harbaugh, they want action. Well, they're, they're in a one. tough spot, because, right. and it's a first-year commissioner. Yep, he's and trying it, to navigate yeah. this. He's got you know one of the biggest brands in college football, the winningest program in the history of the game. And a team that's probably the favorite to win the national title this year, which is a cash cow. <laughs> right. But you've got you know constituents of what fourteen other other teams that well, are like, like, hey, you got to hold this accountable. Here. Oh, oh, we gonna have you. You gonna be. You won't be here for long. You'll you be may, out. You may be out pretty quickly. It's not bro. Michigan's conference. It's our conference. Yep. All right. Great stuff uh, coming down. We'll keep you posted on that. Let's get to Rod's rant number two of the day. Rod's Rant of the Day is brought to you by Apple Leasing, the easiest and safest way to get a new car, any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and experience how easy it is. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, you've done it now. It's time for Rod's Rant of the Day. Hold on to your butts. All right, before we uh, get to some more kind of general NFL discussion, I do want to talk about Dallas Cowboys just really quickly. Uh, the, the, the Dallas Cowboys' last three games, at least for Dak's last three games, have been really, really promising. Uh, Dak's last three games, how about these numbers, guys? He has a 120.7 passer rating uh, in the last three games. That's in that span, that's the best in the NFL, by the way. Uh, he has a 70.2 completion percentage in the last three games. That would be a career high for him. And 1.5% turnover uh, turnover-worthy plays. I basically 1.5% of his throws or plays, I should say, are turnover-worthy plays, which is also a career low for him. So Dak is actually playing at a really, really high level right now. And I, I think it's, it's coinciding, if you will, with the ascent of C.D. Lamb. I think they kind of go hand-in-hand. Hand. Dak, how about this too? If you go look at it right now um, – and, and Dak is just playing at a really high level. He actually has the highest completion percentage right now outside of the red zone uh, of any quarterback in the NFL. And if you, as I said, right now with the, the tweaks that they've made offensively, uh, it's actually bringing out the best in Dak. Uh, but C.D. Lamb is the one who's just on an absolute tear. And here's some C.D. Lamb numbers for you. In um, his last three games, like I said, coinciding with Dak's, you know, breakout performance here. Uh, 30 receptions, 466 yards, uh, 18 receptions of 15-plus yards, and he's got two touchdowns. That's just in the last three games. In the last three games, you could make the argument that he's playing, like, potentially the best receiver in the league. And let me give you a couple of numbers here about CD. 
He's played in. He's basically played 63% of his snaps from the slot this year. Uh, that's 15th most, so that's not an absurd amount. But of the 33 receivers with at least 100-plus slot routes, he's top five in yards per route run in the slot. He's uh, top five in first downs per slot route run, um, and he's uh, uh, top five in EPA per slot targets, which means he's basically a top five receiver in the NFL uh, if you're looking at how he performs in the slot right now. And, hell, the last three games, you could argue he's the best receiver in the slot in the last three games. But when he's on the outside, and this is how you know CeeDee Lamb's taking this game to another level regardless of where they're positioning him and where they're trying to uh, strategically find the mismatch or hunting for matchup advantages. He's been targeted on 22% of his outside snaps. That's 5% more than he was in 2022. That is about right now, and he's averaging, I think, 24 more yards receiving on the outside. So he's getting more production on the outside than he did last season. But he's averaging 4.38 yards per route run on outside routes. That's first in the NFL. To put that into perspective, to give you some context, Tyreek Hill on the outside, he's considered the best receiver in the NFL. He's averaging 4.34 yards per route run on the outside. On the outside, CeeDee Lamb has been, right now, is more productive as productive as Tyreek Hill is on the outside. Mind-blowing. Boom. And it, it just shows you that it, it's been tracking that if he, you know, if the, target, if the Cowboys just target him more, his production has been trending that way the entire season. He's just having, you know, his, his career year. The Cowboys need to take advantage of it. That's more the thing. Yeah. Well, remember, it was CJ, after they lost to the Niners, it was CD Lamb. Who's, he was complaining. Yeah, asked about what's the identity of the offense, and he's, yeah. You're asking the wrong guy. Exactly. No. <laughs> well, guess what? He's become the identity of the offense. Force feeding him the football. Yeah, which is, I think is a smart thing. I still think they have to fix the run game if they can. You can say they can't, but I just you got to keep trying because they're going to have to run the fall football uh, come December and January if you're going to beat the likes of the Niners and the Lions and the Eagles. They're all strong running teams. Yes, they are. And they can throw. Right, uh, and if Dak, this is the frustrating part for Cowboys fans. If Dak Prescott continues to play like this, you have a chance. If you can attach a run game to it, why they lose the Eagles game? They didn't have a run game when they got inside the you know ten yard line. They couldn't run the rock, and they didn't even try to run the rock. Um, you know that's something nobody runs the ball better in the red zone than the Detroit Lions or the San Francisco 49ers or the Philadelphia Eagles. They're great with the tush push. Christian McCaffrey has scored a touchdown in seventeen straight. Uh, and, now that they have David Montgomery coming back, the uh, Lions have a great goal line offense. That's the Cowboys' killer right now. Uh, yes. And now you've got three games with the Giants, Panthers, and Commanders to try to get it fixed or at least work on it. It doesn't have to be great, Rod. Just be serviceable. got to be serviceable. Just be average. Right now they are averaging less than four yards per carry as a team. Well, you know, I mean, gosh, there's nothing wrong with, with, with uh, copying people. You know, what Mike McDaniels does in, in Miami with that run game, Raheem Mostert, you know, he's, he's a good back. But you can't tell me you can't do some of those same kind of, kind of uh, you know, because they're, so, they're such a threat outside, right? There's yeah. so much Tyree Kill, you know, Jalen Waddle pressure. Well, with the emergence of Jake Ferguson, with C.D. Lamb, with, you know, Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup, Kevontae Turpin, you should be able to create some seams for your running back. Uh, they need to be more creative with that run game. And, you know, that's what, you know, it's a, it's a new offense for them, right? So yep. maybe they've gotten the passing game sorted out. Maybe they can still go to work and, and, and improve the run game. If they can, to go with that defense and special teams, 
they'll be right there. Yeah, they did a great job of actually boosting. We, we had we had this discussion in Rod's round today uh, prior to the bye week and, and how they need to use more modernized cheat codes to help the offense, and they did. They put CeeDee Lamb in the slot a lot more. They used a ton more pre-snap motion uh, motion at the snap. We talked about this in uh, What the Facts. You know, Miami has scored 31 touchdowns on offense. 27 of them have been scored with a player in motion All right, <laughs> on those plays. The Cowboys weren't using motion enough. They were, they were actually at the bottom of the NFL in motion rate that has increased the last two weeks. That's something that needs to improve. They also got to figure out, you brought up Jake Ferguson. They're putting Jake Ferguson in the slot now, too, moving him around, and it's helped tremendously. He had career highs in targets, receptions, and yards when aligned in the slot versus Philly in week nine. Uh, and Dak is averaging four fewer yards, four fewer yards per attempt with Ferguson off the field than when on the field. 8.6 yards per attempt with Ferguson on the field, 4.6 yards per attempt with him off the field. 13 touchdowns, three interceptions with him on the field, zero touchdowns, 0 for, and two interceptions with Ferguson off the field. Even the completion percentage drops from 74% to 58% with no uh, Jake Ferguson. So getting back to that's Ty's guy. Ty predicted he'd be a huge uh, asset for Dak, and that's Dak, other other than CeeDee Lamb, that is Dak's Second favorite target right now is Jake Ferguson. Yeah, replacing Dalton Schultz. Yeah. Who's become one of C.J. Stroud's favorite targets down in Houston. Yeah. We thought it'd be Brandon Cooks, but Brandon Cooks, did, they still haven't figured out what's wrong with Brandon Cooks yet. He still has to be factored by the defense, right? Brandon Cooks, you may not be weaponizing him enough, but you are force-feeding you know, C.D. and Jake Ferguson. The defense still has to worry about Brandon Cooks. They know that he can get over the top. That, that should help. I mean, again, the reason I say Carolina and the Giants, these two teams, you can beat without much offense, right? They're not good. And I'm saying just force feed the run. Work on it. <laughs> Almost use it like a scrimmage where we got to get our run game better, guys, uh, because we're, we've got these other, whatever the strategies are to do that, uh, whether it's more Rico Dowdle, maybe it's, you know, taking some pressure off Tony Pollard. Uh, I don't know what the answer is. They should have traded for Derrick Henry at the trade deadline, but that's foregone now. Yeah. Uh, but either way, I, use these games that are very winnable before those, 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 those tough games to work on your, your weakness right now. Because if you fix that, you're as good as any team in football. That's kind of what I'm, what I'm kind of getting at here. You're right. They fixed the running game offensively. Because I think the passing game is going to find its, its groove. I think Brandon Cooks, there are things you can do to help out Brandon Cooks right now, similar to things you've done to help out CeeDee Lamb and to help out Jake Ferguson. I don't know what's going on with Michael Gallup. They're playing more Jalen Tobert because I think they're trying to find a solution for the third uh, wide receiver spot because Michael Gallup just isn't getting it done. But, guys, listen to Dak's numbers on third down before we close out this segment. Dak on third down this season. Talk about big Dak energy, guys. 118.7 passer rating. 75% completion percentage. And a 9.7 yards per attempt on third down this season. That's something you can build on, man. You're only halfway through the year. That's something you can build year. on, man. It's first, first, by the way, in the NFL, in all those categories on third down. That's You're getting big Dak football. energy right now. Yes, winning it is. football. Yeah. Uh, but they lost to the he needs Eagles. Needs a running game. <laughs> I mean, that's the he thing. Needs a running game. The Eagles game. There's never a better example. They they outplayed, outgained. Uh, you know, Dak outplayed Jalen Hurts, and they still lost the game. Because they couldn't score touchdowns. And uh, that's where you, you work on the run game. All right, we'll keep an eye on this Michigan story here. And there could be a three-game suspension coming for Jim Harbaugh. Somebody did mention judges will be hard to find on Veterans Day today because Veterans Day is tomorrow. Yes, sir. So a lot of uh, the banks and everything closed today mm-hmm. in honor of that. So 
Maybe keep that in mind. If, if the suspension comes down, it's going to be hard to, to get, get to a judge. federal court. Anyway, so it yeah, could court, be yeah. where there's, you know, but by verdict of the Big Ten, no Jim Harbaugh tomorrow in that game at Penn wow. State. What a development that would be. It's an 11 o'clock game in Happy Valley. All right, we come back. We pick up these conversations. It took them up with Ian Rodby. Also, a little round of who said that before the end of the hour. It's uh, Friday edition. Hook them up. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook Em Up, 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Hey, props where propers are due, including uh, Texas women's soccer. They are the Big 12 champs, won the Big 12 tournament last weekend at Mike A. Myers Stadium. And at the Round Rock Multipurpose Complex, they're going to be playing Lamar tonight, Rod. Oh, yeah. Down at Mike A. Myers. Nice. Big 12 champs. Congrats to them. Uh, so part of a busy sports weekend. High school football tonight, Vandergriff and Lake Travis. Talked about that uh, controversial Lake Travis story, but uh, they're going to play a football game tonight. Cavaliers and Vipers, you hear that game right here on the horn. Uh, so it should be a fun Friday. Uh, I, you know, we talked to Woody Englander this week. I'm going to go out to his event at uh, Bolden Acres. Oh, that's going to be uh, great. Coming up tonight, 6 to 10. You come on out, you support a great cause, which is Comfort Crew. Today is Veterans Day. Uh, we honor our vets each and every day, but certainly this weekend, anyone who chose to serve. It's a volunteer military that we have. You know, a lot of countries around the world, Rod. Uh, it's a requirement, right? Yep. You have to serve your country mm-hmm. for a couple of years at least in, uh, in this country. Unless there's been a draft in, institute, instituted, it's uh, Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Volunteer, and we appreciate those volunteers so very much. People in your family, my family, and anyone. Mm -hmm. Uh, Especially for those that won't be with their families this holiday season, this week. Uh, Armistice Day is where it began back uh, way back, um, a federal holiday now. So banks will be closed, and Jim Harbaugh may not be able to get a judge. Uh, but he's going to be on a plane. <laughs> Apparently, like his lawyer has already stated, no matter what the situation, he will be on the plane with his with the, with his team. Pete Thamel reported Jim Harbaugh's attorney, Tom Mars, tells ESPN he fully expects Jim Harbaugh to fly with the team to Penn State. "Quote: I'm confident he's going to be on that plane one way or another." Okay. So he'll be on the plane. I don't know if he'll be on sideline. Well, he'll be on the plane. That, well, we know Big Noon Fox will be there. College Game Day, I think, is going to be there. Um, oh, and man. there, by the way, I don't know if you've ever been to a to a Penn State game. The ratings will be through the roof of this game. Oh my gosh! <laughs> going to be through the especially if he's on the sideline. Yeah, we never camera shots of Jim Harbaugh. And that's the eleven o'clocker. Uh, I, I made this claim. I was talking to some folks about it last night. I, can someone tell me a major blue blood program? Because Penn State, I consider a blue blood, right? Especially yes. when Joe Pa. Yeah, yeah. They, I can't think of one that is more isolated than Penn State. We, we talked about this a lot during the Joe Paterno scandal. Yeah. Well, I mean, like most major universities are in, a, in a, either a college town or, you know, like Austin for Texas. And there are, there are I mean, when I say isolated, like Texas A&M's at College State or Lubbock is, is isolated, mm-hmm. but that's not a blue blood. Yeah. But if you've ever been to Penn State, it is unbelievable. State College, Pennsylvania, is tiny. Yeah. It's, and, and it's, the cl- a, yeah, it's their town. They run the town. They run the town. They run the, <laughs> they run they run the town. The, I mean, I've got family yeah. there. My wife's family all oh, you know, okay. lives right go. across uh, Interstate 80 in, in a place called Clarence, Pennsylvania, up in the mountains there. It's beautiful. But it's surrounded essentially on three sides, Penn State, by a national forest. It's amazing. Uh, and you, I mean, you talk about getting lost. Beautiful part of the country. But, I mean, there's, there's I-80 
that runs expands from Ohio to New York. Um, but man, there is nothing out there. So they used to tell stories about trying to fly into when they when they they had to expand the airport just for the football team essentially to, to, <laughs> to make the runways there, long yeah. enough because he couldn't drive there. Uh, there was no way to get there. Uh, wow. But just it's an amazing place. And then there's this huge stadium. It's a hundred thousand seat stadium. This is middle of nowhere. Middle of nowhere. <laughs> middle of nowhere. <laughs> middle of nowhere. And people, I mean, you took to old school Penn State fans. Well, it used to be like getting in and out of there before they built I eighty. Okay. Yeah. Um, so basically, you said there's almost nothing, no commerce at all in the town other than Penn State, Penn State the university. Which is, you know, when, that, when yeah. the uh, Joe Paterno thing was raging with Jerry Sandusky. Yeah, we learned, that. we learned that. Well, because the media that covers it comes in and leaves. Mm-hmm. They don't stay they there. They don't stay there. Because they're either from Pittsburgh yeah. or Harrisburg, which but, is another you know, hour and a half or th- right. two hours away. But when they talked to the people who were at the local barbershop, they were like, oh, yeah, we all – Heard about that? Oh yeah. He's like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah. We've been talking well, about this, that for for decades. And like, what? That was going on. And, and he started a uh, you know a home for boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you read about that. That was like that was like that was like gossip around there for a while oh, yeah. until they found out it was fact. But uh, you'll see that tomorrow. Penn State is a really it's a unique place, man. It's uh, I can't think of another one like it. That's interesting. Um, you yeah. know, they're, they're like if you ever go to a game at Georgia at Sanford Stadium, it's built right on the campus, and Athens is a cool little town. Yeah. Uh, but Penn State's unlike any other place mm. you'll ever even the whole university. Is just in the middle of dang nowhere, which is kind of cool. Okay, so that game's tomorrow. We'll see if Michigan uh, can keep it rolling. We'll get the uh, Jim Harbaugh stuff. Also wanted to give props where props are due. Did you see what uh, Shohei Otani did? No. Shohei Otani. What did he do this time? Donated 60,000 baseball gloves to elementary school kids in Japan. Hey, good for you. Dang. 60,000. On Instagram page, he's donating 60,000 youth baseball gloves to schools in Japan, his native country, says, I'm hoping that kids can spend their days happily with a lot of energy through baseball. I'll be looking forward to sharing the field one day with someone who grew up using this glove. Good for Shohei, man. Inspiring the kids. Got kids wanting to play, you know, both ways. And nice, you know, inspiring the kids, man. Good stuff for him. Currently the most sought-after free agent on the free agent market. That's a pretty cool dress. That's a lot of gloves. That's not like 600 gloves. That's 60,000 hey, gloves. Could, I'm glad Shohei's doing the right thing. It's the holidays, man. And he can afford it. So well, props he, where props are. He can't doing. afford it. He's about to be able to afford it. <laughs> he can afford it. He, he can, can afford it. Well, and I'm new, I think New Balance is helping him out. That's a sponsor of his. But, you know, that's, somebody's got to pay for those gloves. Uh, that's pretty awesome. No, Way to go, Shohei. Shohei. That is pretty, that's pretty awesome. Remember, one of the, big, the biggest issue with baseball, at least trying to uh, spread it to more of uh, you know, urban communities, is just the cost. And, you know, baseball is an expensive sport to play. You've got to make it cheaper for the guys or for the young people out there. Yep. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Uh, good gesture right there. But we're talking Texas football. We're talking the Cowboys. Good stuff with Rod behind, with his rant about the uh, the performance of Dak Prescott, really. He's playing well. Uh, playing great. Yep. Uh, C.J. Stroud's playing great. It's a good time to be a football fan in Texas right now. That's pretty cool. Uh, with the, Unless you're an Aggie fan. I apologize. Mm, didn't or have Baylor to fan. Baylor Bears, Texas Tech, TCU even. Some down but, years. but you know, for the for the biggest brands, <laughs> Cowboys, Longhorns, brands that people care about, Longhorns, and uh, and this is good for Texas. We'll talk more about it you know, into our next hour. But the the announcement that Quinn Ewers will play, and then the I mean, bigger, even bigger. Both tackles will play. Both safeties will play. This team, Rod, is going to be as healthy as it's been in six weeks, and in the most important stretch, right? I mean, and, you know, come down the stretch they come. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned that on our Eyes on Texas podcast yesterday. I recorded with Mike Craven. Mike called around to you know five or six Division One coaches that he covers in the state and said and mentioned that Sark said his whole roster was practicing on a Monday, and they were like, man, that's unheard of. We he goes, is your is your team hell? He goes, hell no. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, not at, this point not at this point. And so for Longhorn fans, when you, when you hear Sark say that and you could see the smile on his face, it's a rare thing mm-hmm. to be this far into his year in week ten. 
I mean, you got three weeks to go, and you have your entire roster. You, that means you haven't suffered one season-ending injury. And Basically you, what it means, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you, so the guys who got nicked up have come back. And, man, it doesn't mean the guy can't get hurt Saturday night, knock on wood. You don't want to see that. But, man, when we talk about uh, things that have to fall your way to win a championship and uh, a Big 12 championship, health, mm-hmm. win a couple coin flip games, get some, uh, get some breaks, make some breaks, all those things have to come into play. Um, you know, think about TCU last year, right? I mean, TCU, they didn't have any huge significant injuries. They actually no. got to play three different – they had knocked out like four quarterbacks in games. Yeah. That they didn't <laughs> – I mean, the Longhorns – that's another break the Longhorns have got. They, they, they faced, what, three or four backup quarterbacks this year? Yes, they did. Along the run? That helps. And man. you don't apologize for it. You just – you're trying to win a championship, dang it. And uh, that's, that's exciting for the Longhorns to be this healthy. And, you know, think about it, Rod. The guys like, like Jalen Catalan and uh, – you know, these guys can come back fresh. They could. You yeah. know, and really provide a jolt to what you're doing. Uh, your running back room sees as healthy as it's been. So these are all good things Look uh, for the Longhorns to say, listen. So th- so the, the trajectory is pointing way up, and uh, the Longhorns just have to avoid a trap game yeah. and go play a heck of a brand of football. Well, and the, uh, you know, the guys who have gotten a chance to play, you know, behind them while these guys have been hurt, they've gotten quality reps. So, you know, they're now experienced go. players who have lifted their quality of play and maybe their baseline of performance is a little bit better. So now your practices are actually going to be better because not only do you have your full complement of players, but the backups who had now gotten a chance to get some experience and now they've gotten some of those starter reps. It, I, I pointed this out about Malik. It makes you a better practice player. Malik's going to be a better practice player because now he understands the difference between practice reps and game reps. Yeah. There's a speed difference. There's a physicality difference. There's a, an execution and intensity difference. And when you as a player, once you get those game reps, you go into practice with a different attitude because you understand, no, 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 no. You know that's not a game rep. That's not even close to that's a game rep. That's not a throw rep. I can that's, make in a game. Exactly. Like that's, that's not a cut I can make in a game. Man. I got to make, a, I gotta make a, a cleaner cut than that. My footwork's got oh, to be cleaner than that in the game. And I think that's what you're going to get from all these guys. Right? You'll get that from Cam Williams. You'll get that from all the guys who had a chance to play and get those game reps and now have to give up you know, uh, some of those reps and snaps to frontline guys. You can get all-around improvement and, uh, uh, on that roster from the frontline guys to the backups too just because, man, there's no substitute for game reps. Yeah, just saying. well said. Yeah. So now you're a deeper team. Uh, than exactly. You are, as you get your starters yes. back and you have confidence in those guys. Uh, that, that's, that's part of where this is. And now, and again, you've navigated the toughest stretch of your season where you've played your ranked teams and you got through Alabama. You coughed one up to Oklahoma, but you made amends with wins over Kansas and Kansas State and uh, mm-hmm. survived a game in Houston. And now you just have to avoid the road, the road trap. Uh, against a team that this is their Super Bowl run. There's this no is their doubt. Super Bowl. Oh, man. Uh, Sonny Dykes. Look, they, they would like to make a bowl game and have some bowl practice. They don't want to be the last team, first team since Texas, to lose in a national championship game and then not even make a bowl game not the next year. Not even make a bowl game. That's what they're looking at because, Rod, they play Texas, then they play Baylor at home, which they can win that game. They'll beat Baylor. And then they go to Oklahoma. To wrap up the season, so I don't. Uh, which one is an easier win for them? Texas at home or Oklahoma in Norman? Right, but if you could beat Texas at home, then you could turn around and beat Baylor and you at least get and to you, six and six yeah. and make a bowl game. Um, so I'm that, with you, man. The, the, and you know, I mentioned I was texting with our friend Colonel Craig Flowers. Happy Veterans Day to Colonel Craig. Hey, uh, but you know, he said this is a tough ticket, man. These tickets, 
People want to want, and it's not just TCU fans. TCU fans aren't getting to give up their tickets, yeah. but Texas fans want to go to this game. When's the last one they're going to play? Yeah, ninety fourth and final. I, don't, I mean, and <laughs> and look, there's a lot of people in the Metroplex that root for the Longhorns. A lot of these uh, players who come from the Metroplex, family and friends, want to come see that game. That's a tough ticket, but the Longhorns have handled tough spots this year, right? In, in Tuscaloosa. Um, yeah, Baylor was a blackout. Uh, Houston was a sellout. But uh, when the Houston sellout, I was like half the like, yeah, half Longhorn yeah, fans. Yeah, UT this fans. one will be your, you know, your typical, you know, It'll be a lot of, game. A lot of, a lot of purple Aiming kryptonite. Purple kryptonite. Yeah. So go handle your business. Handle your business. And they've been good. They've been you. You talk about their testic- testicular fortitude. They've been able to handle that this year. They've been really good in clutch critical moments. That's why I said that this team has earned my trust. Uh, There's no reason for me to distrust this team. Everybody would like them to, to, to win with style points and be a dominant team play the full four quarters, not just a fourth quarter. Uh, but I, I think at this point, you know, they're, they're not a dominant team. I wish they were. <laughs> they still have the capability they, they, they to be. They dominate in spurts. <laughs> yes. They still have the capability to be that. Uh, you know, honestly, they, they're, they're, they're a flawed team. They do have the ability to, to become a – to go supernova, though. We talked about this, right? They, they have that quarter or, you know, a 10-minute stretch where they actually are playing at an elite level in all three phases, and that's when they separate from opponents. But that, it depends on when that, when that spurt is, though, E, because sometimes you can have it early. And then the opponents come back, yeah. as we've seen in U of H game and the K-State game. Yeah, you got to hold on to win. Yes, and then we've seen where Texas plays a close game for two and a half, three quarters, and then the spurt comes in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And they separate, and it becomes a blowout. So it's just when is that 10 to 12-minute spurt going to happen? That's a fair question. Yeah. And and <laughs> I would even ask it to this level. And I mean, maybe at this point it's too late to expect it, but what if – you know, having survived a couple of thrillers and getting your team healthy, that they they find a new gear, That'd and they and they go from flawed team to to one of the better teams in the country. They think they have the capability of that. They do. They just got to put it together for four quarters, and if they can over the next three weeks, you know, if you're Sark, you're saying, look, let's go play twelve great quarters. If we can do that, we're going to be in the Big Twelve title game, and we'll you know make our case. The committee, baby, they're, make they're our watching. case. They're watching. That's right. All right, we'll come back. When we do, who said that, Rod? Who said that? A little good audio from around the sports landscape. Let's hit it. Aaron Hogan. You just got to keep living, man. Rod Babers. L-I-V-I-N. Ian Rod B. On the horn. Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? Who said it, Rod? Sound from around the sports landscape, and then we try to figure yes, out who sir. it is. What do you have for me, Rod? Who said that? Uh, all right, Ty, I sent you a couple of these, so just dial up one and uh, we can play. Who said that? Do you have some sort of relationship with Joe where you can compare notes, and has it been valuable to both of you? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'll ask him, hey, take a look at this. You know, what, what did you see, especially, again, going back to OTA's training camp, but even now when the scout team's going, I'll tell him, hey, take a look at this pressure did you see it uh did it did it disguise well or you know were you dropping out too soon and he'll be able to give me some feedback if if i have a uh hey keep joe keep an eye out for this this week when you're playing you know certain okay there's not many times a little bit longer than okay that was a little bit longer okay uh who said that sorry who said that the, the computer messed up Computer messed okay. up. Oh, no worries. I don't know who that was, Rod. Uh, that was Lou Anarumo, the defensive coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals, Ooh. saying that uh, he actually uses the uh, knowledge of one Joe Burrow to help him uh, come up with schemes to uh, more effectively execute his defense. Uh, so he basically – Fix our, his brain. 
Yeah, if our stem is giving away what coverage we're in, if our disguise is giving away what the pressure package is going to be, he wants Joe Burrow to help him reverse engineer his defensive game plans, and he hits him up after practice. Like, hey, man, what would you see? I think that's actually a brilliant move by Lou Anarumo. I do too, uh, mm. by whatever means necessary. Mm. I'm all in on that. Yeah. I like it. Use any resource available to help you improve your defense. Why not use one of the best quarterbacks in the league? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no doubt. Well, that's – but, you know, the mm. – the one one of the quarterbacks that I have watched that remind that when I watch C.J. Stroud, I'm thinking, who's he reminding me of? Joe Burrow's one of them. Just the quick release, the way to shred a defense, the way he pre you know mm-hmm. a, you know sees the field so well, so quickly, anticipates. Now he's throwing to Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Well, T. Higgins is not going to play, by the way. Yeah. That's a break for the Texans. It's just going to be Jamar, which is a handful in, uh, in its own. Uh, all right, who said this, Rod? You're going to know this voice, but I thought this was uh, good for our Cowboys and uh, NFL fans. Obviously, the Eagles-Cowboys rivalry is highly anticipated in the Philadelphia area. One of the fans uh, left a clip on uh, Sports Radio WIP that was so epic that we had to share it in a team meeting. Sirianni made this bulletin board material. He put this out there to let guys know how important this game is to Philadelphia, and it did not disappoint. I hate the Cowboys. Everyone who loves the Eagles should hate the Cowboys. Hate them, despise (laughs) them, including the players. Sirianni's a motivator. He's all about culture. He needs to bring that back. He's got to get the team up, the players up, to hate the Cowboys. Hit them in the face. Knee them in the glory holes, as Jerry would say. (laughs) You've got to bring that culture back. You've got to get them... You, sorry, I'm pulling someone over. Um, you've got to get that sorry, back. I'm get them back this is not over. just the game. This year especially, it's the division. This could be the home field advantage for the playoffs uh, or not. This guy was in the middle of this speech was kneeing somebody in the wow. f- glory hole, man. Talk about multitasking. Uh, Police officer. In Had to the, call this, in. While he's pulling some dude over. Calling into his favorite sports. Yelling about the show. Eagles. You don't hate the Cowboys enough. <laughs> I got to pull this guy over. It's like, man, you sound like you're in a bad mood, too. I don't want to get pulled over by the cop who's ranting about how he really hate the Cowboys. And <laughs> Maybe he's in a bad mood when he pulls me over. Don't be driving around with a Cowboys sticker <laughs> on your car in Philadelphia, man. No. Well, you should do, you should do that anyway. No. <laughs> no. You should no. do that anyway. That's great. <laughs> I'm pulling some guy over. Oh, pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> about to ruin some guy's day. Oh, that's fantastic. Hey, man, I love when – hey, we got some officers of the law that listen to us, and, hey, we appreciate you, folks. Hey, man, if you're no speeding, doubt. you're speeding. Yeah, you're speeding, you're speeding. Yeah, you're damn right. Respect the, respect the road. Respect the road. Uh, all right, Ty, can you hit me up with another one? I sent you a couple of more. Who said that? He cares an immense amount, you know, for someone that's new to the organization, new to the, to the franchise. Um you know, with, with a different and brand new group of players that, you know, different than college. He spent four years with a lot of the guys he was with in Columbus. And, and here, every, it's brand new faces all around. Uh, and he, you could tell, like, he cares a great deal about winning. He cares a lot about the organization being successful. He cares a lot about his fellow teammates being successful. Uh, and how much, like, energy he devotes to that, I think, just shows through the course of conversation. You know, there's not many conversations that I think anyone on the team has had with CJ where you would say he's not present. He's a very present person, um, and he's very emotionally and mentally invested in on a personal level and in what we're trying to do football-wise. I think that shows through in, in a many, many different areas that I've referenced before, you know, all the way up to this point. All right. Who said that? You got me, Rod. That's Bobby Sloak talking about CJ Stroud and what makes him – so special. Okay. There you go. I like I like the message. 
I yeah. didn't know the voice, he but uh, Bobby Slowick. Bobby Slowick. Hey, first he, time he, ever play caller. He's going to be a fast roster, too. Oh, real quick, uh, Ty, before we get out, can we just play the real quick CJ uh, Stroud cut really quickly? We ain't got to play who said that. I just want to play the cut because I think it's pretty cool. It's only like six seconds. It's pretty quick. Football players and football players want to be basketball players, and we all want to play baseball. Like, <laughs> bas- <laughs> is that, is that CJ? That said basketball players want to be football players. Football players want to be basketball players, and they all want to be baseball players. Love it. That's because of the guaranteed money. But still, they all want to be baseball And you can play for longer. And you ain't got to be in amazing shape. Just be in decent shape. Yeah, baseball, that's the way to go. Uh, you got health insurance for life. That's right. You don't get that in football. Yeah, obviously, you it's different different type of, of fatigue because mm. it's seven months of foot baseball every day. Hey. Um, that's the, the mental grind of foot of uh, the you know, football's once a week. But as you say, you practice football a lot more than you play football. And you ain't get you don't get guaranteed cash. Like Not in health care for life. Not health care for life. <laughs> hey, the fabulous fifth hour is coming. That makes it the fabulous 25th hour of our week. Uh, we'll have some fun with that coming up, including uh, what's popping. And uh, I'm heading, uh, Ty and I go head-to-head in our big picks of the weekend.